You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series. My name's Andrew Mackay-Smith. What follows is a conversation between myself and James Ash. James is in an outfit from Melbourne called Nibiris. The reason for the conversation is to promote Nibiris's relatively new album, Hollow. Let's have a listen to what James has to say. Here we go. It's a bloody good album, mate. You guys have got it. I was just listening to it after my last interview finished about 15 minutes ago or so. Um, uh, yeah, just going through it, and I think, what did I get stuck on in terms of what song did I actually really enjoy? There was um, my favourite memory in the second one, Space to Breathe. Yeah. So I reckon, awesome, man. I reckon you. they're the cuts that, yeah, well, they stood out. And then what I, what I did is I went to YouTube, yeah. and I noticed that my favourite memory, 20,000 views in a month. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks. I'm pretty happy with that one. <laughs> why, why do you think it's got such a great reaction? Because I noticed your other songs have been out for longer. I think one of them's got 21,000 views, so that's still good, but it's been out for four or five months, and the yeah. others haven't quite got that reaction. But what do you put it down to with that cut there? I don't know. I guess my favorite memory is just kind of a little bit outside the box for us, a bit more catchy. Well, it's pretty catchy in general, I guess. Um, the video is probably better quality than the other ones we've released, to be honest. Mm. Yeah, that helps. <laughs> so that, that, that probably <laughs> yeah. helps a bit. Yeah, um, yeah that, that's probably what I'd put it down to in the end. How does it work, mate? Do you have to, you know, beg, plead, and borrow from Chris in order to Chris Poland, that is, in order to get the funding for a video like that, or is it all self-funded? Um, so the actual video was self-funded. Um, uh, like I edited most of that with my friend Consta, who's into well filmography. Done. Yeah. And uh, he he filmed that amazingly. He did a great job. Um, and then yeah, we pulled an old nighter editing it. Um, putting the finishing touches on it. So, uh, yeah, yeah um, in terms of advertising and stuff, though, Chris helps us out a lot with that. So, yeah. Mm. He's a good bloke, isn't he? I've had a couple of conversations with him over email. I don't think I've spoken to him in person yet, if I'm not mistaken. No, I think it's all been email, but he strikes me as a guy who gives a shit. Yeah, he does, which is why we went with him in the first place. He really does give a shit about every band that he signs. So, mm. yeah, it's great. Mm. So, let's talk about Hollow. Yeah. So, Here's what I heard. I, I do this. I was just talking to the last interview subject about um, uh, Marcella and her band Mayen over in um, Europe. And okay. what I do is I write things down when I'm listening to it. So here's what I wrote down about Hollow. So I hear choice gent rhythms, of course, but you've really mastered that side of it, okay? So there's not it's not that sloppy gentism. It's really tight stuff, a bit like what Animals as Leaders, Animals as Leaders have been doing. I know they've got a very yeah. different approach, but I think you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, I get it. I get it. <laughs> this might surprise you. I heard some Amira-style breakdowns, so a bit of Josh Travis in there, and Trivium-style vocal hooks, so a bit of Matt Heafy as well. But what are your thoughts? Do you agree with that, and what are your thoughts on the album? Uh, yeah, I agree with all that, to be honest. Cool. I'm a fan of all those bands that you mentioned, so it's not too surprising. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I can't really add much more to that. That's, that's yeah. Well, it's that's... yeah. I mean, I, I guess I, you're a product of the music you listen to in terms of your tastes and everything. And I try to be as broad as I can, particularly because I'm 40 years of age. I think I've seen a lot of lot of music come and go in the yeah. 25 years or so longer. It's been about 30 years or so, really, since I've been about 10 or 11 that I've really been actively into rock music and heavy metal and the like but I, I it, it's very it's it's all i'm not going to say it's impossible to be original there is original music out there but it's it's sort of it can be very experimental in its nature yeah a lot of this original music and it's not really stuff you can listen to for too long but 
What I think you guys have done really, really well, you've, un you've understood what makes Gent Gent, and you've applied it to the songwriting narrative that you've got. So the music that's already in you, whether you're writing it on an acoustic guitar or so, you've really understood what makes Meshuggah and um, Animals as Leaders and oh, I've got a mental blank on the other band. Misha, what's the band that Misha the guitarist is uh, in? Periphery. Of course, how could I forget? Yeah. You really <laughs> understand what makes those bands great and you've applied it to your songwriting narrative. So did, am I on point there or have you got... Have you got other thoughts? No, you're, you're pretty much on point there. Like, when I was, like, when we were going through Hollow and we were writing it, like, the main thing that I wanted was just a lot of groove, so it would just be really fun to play on stage, you know, and just have a good time. That was the main thing we were going for, I think, and mm. I think we did end up getting that. And, yeah, I'm really looking forward to playing everything live. <laughs> you got a few shows coming up. I think you're coming up here. I'm from Brisbane, so you're coming up here in October. Yeah, um... I think it's the 22nd. I can't remember exactly. It's around about then. <laughs> but yeah, that would be great. I'm really yeah. looking forward to traveling. Back room's uh, interesting. Uh, the Chardon's Corner where you're playing is an interesting venue. I'll be, I'll, I don't know whether we'll have an opportunity to chat again, mate, but yeah, I'll be interested to see what your feedback is on that one there if we ever do get a chance to cross paths again because... Uh, I've had mixed nights there, to be honest with you, from a sound perspective. I'm a musician. Oh, okay. Because I play funk and disco music, covers music, I've never had the opportunity to play there. Right. But I've seen a few shows there, and the uh, last one I saw was a Stephen Adler gig, and it's got a very low ceiling, so the music sort of bounces at a 45-degree angle onto itself. Um, oh, okay. That would be interesting then, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's just you really need an experienced mixer. Um, mixer, like yeah. Ian, Ian Redman up here is really good. If, if you, um, he, might, he might be the guy that's mixing the show. He knows how to pull a good sound there. But uh, I, I've noticed some bands struggle. They're through no fault of their own. Like I can, It's got an interesting setup where, as a punter, you can stand sight stage right and stage left, and you can actually see everything from the drummer's point of view. Okay. So you can actually hear the on-stage sound, which is which is magnificent as it usually is. But yeah. It's a completely different. It's one of those venues where, depending on where you stand, you get a completely different experience. Different. Yeah, that sounds like a really interesting, like perspective just for a venue, just being able to see from the drummer's point of view. <laughs> That's yeah. Yeah, it was it was weird. It was um, well, not. It's just. I was looking at Stephen Adler. I grew up with Guns N' Roses. <laughs> he was like well, yeah, a couple of feet away. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Watching him play and uh, and you sort of think, God, he, he's this bloke whose music I've been listening to and talking about since the 80s, literally. <laughs> and, um, yeah. <laughs> and there he is. And he's, you can look at, look at him, look at how high his feet are going when he's hitting the bass drum. You know, these are things that you don't actually get to see. Yeah, when you look at stage show. front. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But look, I'm sure it'll be a killer killer gig for you. You know, it's a, it's a it's a decent enough venue and it's not too far away from the city for people to get to. Yeah, well hopefully. We haven't been to Brisbane for a while. Last time we were there we played Crowbar, I think, and that that was pretty cool. But yeah. Yeah. Um, that's another we'll hard see. place. It's it's that's a good venue for sound. Yeah. Terrible for wanting to watch a band though, in my view. Yeah. Is there only my yeah. opinions? And you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah I so. do know what you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, it's um yeah, I don't know, it's uh the best place is the Tivoli because the band's elevated. Any anywhere where the band's elevated is the best or it's River good. Stage. Yeah. If you ever get to the start point where you can play River Stage where Violent Soho played and a few local bands have played, it's a uh, it's probably a eight thousand capacity though. Maybe yeah, more. yeah, that was uh, that's definitely like in the future goals, <laughs> but we'll see if we ever get there. <laughs> so let's let's talk about the hollow. Sorry, hollow again. The album. Okay. Yep. So the the first thing that I noticed even before I, before I started listening to the album, fourteen cuts. Now that's a hell of a lot for these days because most artists and bands they're releasing singles and EPs now. 
We attempted to keep the album to, say, nine cuts and then release another album within 12 months of new material and, say, the other five or six cuts that would have made made it to Hollow in, say, within a 12-month window. Yeah, we definitely, like, we were tempted to cut the album short, but um, I remember back to when we first released uh, Reveries before we were even on Eclipse and people were having shots at us for being too short, so we were like, you know what, just give them more content. And now they're having shots at us for being too long, so it's great. (laughs) Mate, you can't please them, bloody, you know, what do they call the peanut gallery, mate? Yeah, they're always having digs at bands about this or that. It's never just enjoy the music that they've put out there. It's always, yeah, it'd be good except for, and it's like, well, what are you bloody no you know you're not, <laughs> you put your money where your mouth is if you like and start a crowdfunding thing or something i don't know i mean contribute constructively is my point there yeah but uh yeah I, the interesting thing too and i wouldn't say it unless i felt it was the case there's no dip in quality across the album they're all 14 pretty bloody strong cuts well, it's that's the main reason why we stayed with 14 we couldn't really pick and choose at the time yeah. of release like we didn't know what we wanted to get rid of or whether we wanted to split it into it was like yeah it was a tough choice but we made it and now we just have tons of content to pick for our live shows so that's good and hopefully that keeps people ever we're gonna we're filming more videos for all the songs so hopefully we can good on you draw more people in with those videos so we'll we'll see yeah that's that's a very professional outlook and the other thing i want to compliment you on is your merch game is strong so I noticed. I don't understand why bands, particularly bands that are, are coming through and emerging like what, what you guys are doing, don't give people an opportunity to, to support them. So, you know, they don't have these conduits through to a printer or a manufacturer, whatever it might be, who can produce merch for them at a reasonable rate and then offer a heap of designs. You've done that. So congratulations on that. And my question for you around that would be how engaging are fans finding that? Do you find you get a lot of orders for merch? Uh, we get a few orders for merch. Like, it's not over the like top crazy sales everywhere but I, I like i think it helps us having a lot of options for people um like i i love get, like seeing artists do new designs for us and pretty much whatever we have i'd i'd be wearing so like mm. yeah that's cool like yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i was i bought out what band did i reference the other day i was talking to somebody who's talking about deerside i'm 40 so i'm a deerside fan you know i'm an old school death metal head yeah. and um they they've got a I, at first i didn't like it that much their uh recent album uh can't remember the name of it now i was just reading my own review of it just before i got it to you but <laughs> short term memory um but uh look i noticed on their socials they've given bugger all out there for people to engage with them i think they've got one t-shirt and vinyl bundle one like one t-shirt design to complement the album release it's oh, wow. it's like for That's... god's sakes you've got this is an internationally renowned death metal band who have fans in probably every country on the planet. And yeah, most likely, for sure. DSI's are pretty damn big. Big, yeah. Uh, they get yeah. probably they could probably tour any country in the world and draw an audience. Let's face it, you know, including the Middle East and parts of Asia, where I think they're massive still in Asia. And um, they're they're giving people bugger all to engage with them. And I, I just don't. Part of me, well, okay. When I say this, I don't say it like you know in comparison to people losing their job. I'm saying. I don't think it's fair that they do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm trying to yeah. find other words or another way to frame it. But you've got to give people an opportunity to get into your stuff if they like your band. And and just to bring it full circle, you've done that. And so please keep on doing it because the merch merch is actually pretty good stuff as well. It's not sort of, you know, I was another band, or I won't mention it anyway, but they, they you could basically design your own merch, but it was through one of those third-party things where you could choose your own color of your T-shirt, but it's just the album cover. Ah, oh, okay. You know, yeah. you know what I'm talking about. Like, 
anybody yeah. could set that up and it's not personal or it it's almost yeah. so personal it's impersonal yeah yeah um, I, I understand that yeah anyway so so let's talk about um chris how did you meet him um so i sent him a demo a few few years back and he eventually emailed me and was just like yeah i really like you your guys sound so like um and he offered us it well first he skype interviewed us and screened us and we screened him <laughs> and um then yeah he offered us a contract and yeah we scanned through it and uh yeah that's history really <laughs> so does that mean that there's opportunities for you to tour north america uh yeah there would be if um if we were interested in that it's just a matter of getting the funds to go over there that's the main thing and then like obviously we really want to build a uh, build a fan base that is in north america before we go there hmm. um but obviously we'd see it as an opportunity to also grant uh, grow the fan base in general so yeah um we'll probably have to take a punt on ourselves at some point and go over there do it because i think your music's strong enough to do it and um it, it's just a case of the cards falling your way you know luck in other words um being on the right tour if you like or playing the right venue at the time and it just at least breaking even so as it doesn't burn such a big hole in your pockets that you find yourself working off a bloody loan over here for it yeah That's well we've challenge. seen friends bands do that and they're like they're doing great now like um andy from harlot's done that with europe and yeah yeah so i've we'll spoken to him yeah he's... follow in their footsteps sort of thing did he go over there with desecrator because i know he was helping um riley out for a bit wasn't he uh yeah probably probably yeah and they, they've done tours with annihilator harlot that is um, yeah yeah they have they've done some pretty cool stuff yeah it's probably i always bring it back to the quality of the material and your quality is there it's just a case of i assume you've all got day jobs and we sure do unfortunately <laughs> <laughs> so it's a case of toiling away getting enough money to go over there and then Oh please, boss! Can I have some time off? <laughs> yeah, I know. How do you find? What sort of? What do you do for a day job? Ah, uh, so I'm recently in the insurance field. I work for JB Hi-Fi Insurance. So I didn't even know uh, they did insurance. So there you go. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's pretty much just insurance companies coming to us with, uh, you know, like customer quotes, and we replace their electronic items. It's all right. Oh, it's okay. Not yeah. Groundbreaking. It. It's uh, it's uh, pays the bills. <laughs> Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah look, you've you got to do what you got to do to get by in this world, haven't you? It's never easy playing heavy metal. It's the path less taken or less trod, I suppose, isn't it? And uh, Yeah. It's enormously resilient, though. I don't... Oh, God, I'll get this wrong. I know I will, but I'll try and get it right for you. There was... Was it Spotify? One of the streaming music services, they put out some data in the recent past, so in the last 12 to 18 months or so, and it was basically a fact that the most engaged listener was the heavy metal listener meaning that they listened for the longest and as i said i'll get part of this wrong but the point being is that they were the, they were the the fans if you like that were the most supportive of the artist so it's it's basically a case of if you can build yourself an audience a bit like what we're talking about dear side a moment ago if you can build yourself an audience you're pretty good to go you have to really stuff up in order to lose that audience i think yeah and that's proven with all of these new wave of british heavy metal bands that broke up in like 981 that are coming back out recently yeah for sure like once you build the the fan base then that's all sweet we're just uh we just got to get that step up that's the main thing and uh yeah yeah. left a field question for you okay so as an emerging artist as, as an emerging musician what's the most bizarre thing that's happened to you when you travels as a musician 
Ooh, good question. Um, hmm. I guess it's not that real bizarre, but one time when we were just we were coming back from Sydney in the car, uh, we got stranded on the freeway because uh, one of Geordie's cars, uh, wheel bearings broke. So Geordie's our bassist, and uh, he drove a crappy VN wagon at the time. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so we were just stranded on the freeway, and I had to get my girlfriend to bring me a ratchet. Well, bring Geordie a ratchet because he's a mechanic. Mm. And he tried to fix it on the side of the road, but he couldn't. So, like, that was like 10 hours of our day. It was oh, great. Shit. <laughs> yeah. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah, it did. Yeah. It was, yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> how, how did you How did you get, did you just call, R, uh, what are they called, NRMA or um, RACV? In... Yeah, we ended up having to get it towed. I think it was RACV. I can't remember exactly who, but. Yeah. Oh. Yep, that was the conclusion of that. Be interesting to see what sort of stories you come back with if you go to the North America, to the states. I imagine probably more exciting <laughs> ones than that. <laughs> Indeed. All right, yeah. mate. So, so for people that are listening, because I'm going to release this on my uh, podcast series and uh, no doubt through my radio show on Four Triple Z as well. Yeah, cool. How can they find you guys, and how can they listen to your music? All right. So you can find us on Facebook. It's probably the best place to keep updated with us. Uh, and that would just be search Nabarus in Facebook and you'd find it or facebook.com forward slash Nabarus band. Uh, Spotify, just type in Nabarus. You see us straight away. We update Twitter every now and again. It's not our main platform, but I believe that's Nabarus official and Instagram's Nabarus official as well. Oh, no, Nabarus band. Okay. It, it, we're pretty much Nabarus official or Nabarus band on anything. There's not many bands that are called our name, so. Okay, sweet. And because I've got, with my podcast series, I've got a sizable listenership in uh, the United States. So if they were to order a merch or physical copy, that's no dramas? That's no dramas. You can go to the Eclipse website for a physical co uh, copy for a US, um, which is eclipserecords.com, I believe. Yep. I'd have to double check that. <laughs> no, I, think, I, think you're, I think you're spot on. Yeah, it, yeah, just Google Eclipse Records and you'll find you. Yeah, that's that's the yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah, and then we'd go to Nabarus and that's where the CD link will be, which is great. <laughs> Easy. What does the band name mean? I meant to ask you that earlier. Uh, so the band name is actually a demon. Um, so it's like a it's like a play on Cerberus almost. Um, so a three-headed dog sort of thing. Ah. We, uh, we read that. We're like three-headed dog that has a like hoarse voice of bang we're sold like that's cool imagery and sort of suits the band vibe so we ended up going with that <laughs> i thought and, uh, yeah i thought it might have been a play on what's the dark sun or the dark star called it nibiru i thought it might have been a play on that yeah yeah not not quite that uh thought out <laughs> yeah yeah, I, I'm, I'm be surprised if there isn't a metal band out there that's taken that name because you know all the conspiracy theorists they get into all of that sort of stuff and you know. Yeah, I'd, I'd say that's definitely probably taken. <laughs> yeah. What metal band name isn't taken? That was oh. that was one of the hard things. <laughs> well, you got a good one. Yeah, you got a good one. It's original at the very least. There's probably not going to be another one around. It's uh, yeah. How many? Um, well, uh, you know, uh, Desecrated the Australian one are a great band, but I think there's about four or five of them out there. Um, it's. I guess it's all in, all just a name at the end of the day. It's a music that counts, isn't it? At least it's easy to say, though. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Cool, mate. That's right. our problem. <laughs> Neighbors. Oh, well, that's. Neighbor. That's. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I had a few goes at pronouncing it until you said it, and I think um, 
What did I have? Oh, I think I was right off when I was, when I was talking to Chris over email. I think Nabaris or something like that. And I thought, no, no, yeah, it won't be yeah. that. You know, and it's like, um, you know, when new brands come into Australia, like uh, what's the big one at the moment? Huawei? You know, the yeah, telecom- Huawei. Yeah, That's yeah. Huge one. Try, yeah. When you're talking to Huawei. people. Huawei. Huawei. Hawaii, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're the Canberra Raiders sponsor, the rugby league side. So they're on the jersey. So people are familiar with the insignia and the the logo, but how do you pronounce it? Who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you're in the majority with the name, so it's it's no biggie. (laughs) (laughs) Sweet. Well, fascinating stuff, mate. What I'll do is, uh, if you're comfortable with everything we've spoken about, I certainly am. There's nothing controversial on here as far as I'm concerned. Um, Yeah, I think so. (laughs) I'll, um, mate, look, some people will take offense at the word the in the wrong spot. Oh, right. So yeah. I don't yeah. I don't worry about that. And I don't get any blowback anyway to be honest with you. It doesn't happen. So um, cool. what I've noticed though is um, is that the Eclipse Street team tend to tend to retweet the conversations that I'm having that I release as podcast episodes because you're about the fourth or fifth band that I've spoken to uh, that's on Honestly. Chris's roster. Yeah. They constantly retweet it. That's a good thing, yep. I suppose, but I just always check to make sure you're cool with everything we've spoken about before before it starts getting broadcast into a million households. Maybe yeah, like I don't think it will break anyone's walls down, to be honest. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, it's interesting. I know it's, I've just seen this. I mean, it's, they're obviously very active, but there's been uh, it's been an interesting thing, actually. I'll share this with you. The um, I don't. It's Kenny Colgate. Is that? Is that makes? Does that name ring a bell to you? Kenny Colgate. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So he retweets them quite a bit. Good on him for doing that. But I keep on getting these porn sites following me after that. It's oh, like, really? <laughs> it's like coincidental. I don't know him from a bar of soap. I don't know him at all, right? But yeah. Mammaries and Metal is the name of one site that follows me now and keeps on liking the stuff that, that he puts up. And then it's like not, like not long after he's put something up, these Mammaries and Metal and Women of Metal, but they're all these, these porn sites yeah. is the point. Um they they keep on sort of coming up as and so I was about to say, Kenny, are you running these porn sites as well? Is that what's happening here? Is he, are you trying to? He probably isn't, of course, but it was just very coincidental that it kept on happening. Yeah, that is extremely coincidental. Yeah, so, <laughs> I just say, I don't, Kenny is though. No idea. No, I just I've just seen him retweeting stuff on the, and I know he's part of the European Street team for, for Eclipse. Is that right, or am I? Yeah, um, he, so he works with Chris as like he's the radio guy so he sends everything to radio programmers generally Uh uh-huh there you go yeah and gives us updates on like how we're doing on radio and such (laughs) yeah nice. yeah Yeah, no nice yeah well um i'm just trying to see if i can find the um bianca there's a few people yeah kenny does and let me see yeah i got much more time yeah there's who was it alia alia Bianca and Alia seem to be the champions of it all. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I'm just trying to... Yeah, Mammaries and Metal and Headbanging Hotties. There you go. Headbanging Hotties. <laughs> and get this one. Here's the third one. Loud Legs. There you go. Oh, Loud Legs. <laughs> you nice. Know you, you know you've made it where... And I'm looking at one here. So, Lily, you know the band from Sydney that's on Chris's roster? Yeah, yeah. So, that the conversation that I did with Virginia and Matt keeping getting retweeted. Great. But then loud legs, memories in metal, and headbanging hotties keep on keep on liking the same post. So, yeah, it's just a coincidence, I'm sure. And and the other yeah. one, this would have to be my favourite, heavy metal heinies. There you go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, look, I haven't blocked them or anything like that because they're harmless. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's like uh, their names are even just like they're just on the PG spectrum. <laughs> Like, they're just, but it's the content isn't. Let me tell you. Yeah, like, I don't even know, like, because oh, Jesus. 
I'm married, I've got two kids, I fucking fall asleep every night as soon as I can, to be honest with you. The last thing I'm doing is surfing bloody naked chicks, but yep. some, of it, some of it's pretty risque, let me tell you. Some of it I look at, like, there are people being banned on Twitter for very soft political views, in my view, but yep. this stuff is out there, and it's just hardcore porn. Yeah, well, there's no filter on that for Twitter at all, is there? Like, you can actually just post whatever the hell you want for that stuff. Yeah, it's weird. It's It's just like... It doesn't make much sense, honestly. No, it's, and I'm sure these these ladies have probably been. I mean, I, I mean, you know, you don't know. I don't want to make any any assumptions here, but I hope they know that their photos and their pictures are being broadcast and retweeted constantly. Yeah, you know, you'd hope so. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, this headbanging hot is an interesting site because it's 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 got these chicks, and then they'll have a picture of Lamb of God or Goat Whore. Okay, that's that's weird. <laughs> yeah, and and I suppose I suppose there's an audience out there for it, but oh well, that's life, isn't it? Never mind. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, nice chatting to you, mate. Really appreciate. It. Thanks for um, you know I know it's a bit late. I just Tuesday nights so I take the kids swimming to their swimming lessons, and then I try to get three or four uh, conversations sorted. But uh, tonight was one of those nights where other people get to sort of moving them around. So thanks ah. for staying up until nine. I'm sure you've got a big day tomorrow as well. Ah, oh, no, it's no, no, no problem at all, man. I'm still trying to adjust to day life. I only just changed from uh, from overnight work. <laughs> oh yeah, shift work, mate. That's a hard one. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you did that. Yeah, it's uh, mate. As soon as you hit, not assuming your age here, but I'm 40, as I said earlier, and uh, you don't have energy after about 35. It just disappears into the ether somewhere, and you chase after it, but it's gone. Yeah, I'm looking looking forward to that, man. <laughs> <laughs> barely even bloody drink anymore mate it's tough you just seriously yeah. if, if a drink you have these they're not even hangovers they're energy vacuums yeah and just yeah okay you just, like when you have one and then you just want to go to sleep after that anyway <laughs> just, they last and it's not just me it's a lot of people my age it's as soon as you hit about 35 or so i'm 40 now yeah i i just don't drink anymore there's no point yeah there's literally yeah. no point because if i do with my kids the you know the trying to claw my eyeballs out that'll be the day when they try and fight each other or something like that and i you don't want to yeah. lose your temper you know it's it's hard yeah. it's not easy being a parent believe me mate it's for obvious reasons with kids because they're irrational but, yeah yeah but you if you're hung over or it's not even hung over man because i don't drink that much you just don't have energy and so you just feel like sitting on your bed and watching better call saul and yeah you know who is America, and, and just not dealing with anything else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll close the door. The outside world doesn't exist, and then you hear yeah. something just smash or crash, and you're like, "Yep, better go out there and see what the hell that was." Yeah. Oh, they're still alive. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Right. Oh, good conversation, mate. Thanks so much for it. Cheers, Andrew. Man, I'll catch you later. Thanks, brother. No worries. Yeah. Catch you. That was a conversation between myself, Andrew Mackay Smith, and James Ash from the outfit Naberis all hosted on the Scars and Guitars podcast series. Thanks for tuning in.